Hi, welcome to Intuition Your First Sense. This is Vicki, and this episode is one that thought about doing a while ago and then couldn't find my own clarity around it. So decided I had to wait until I had that before I could speak to it. Because sometimes, truthfully, there are phrases that annoy me. And I know that I'm not doing anybody any good if I'm getting on here to talk about my annoyances. There's enough of that in the world, right? We don't, you don't need me to do it. And sometimes it, my annoyance is often for other people. And I know you don't need me to be annoyed for you. You're intelligent. You can think for yourself. You can have your own annoyances. But one of the phrases that has always bugged me a little bit as a coach, as a person, is finding your passion, knowing your passion. What is your passion? And it's not the word itself. The word is just a word, right? It's just energy. It's just a bunch of letters put together. It's the connotation behind it that if I don't know what my passion is, if I don't have a passion, if I don't feel passion for something, that I've screwed something up, right? I must not be enough of a human and or be working hard enough or seeking enough or whatever enough to know what my passion is. And it's a, it's frustrated me. And it wasn't until recently, as is the case in most of my experiences, where I was having this conversation with a client. And I said to her, can I just be honest and tell you I cannot stand that statement? Because I feel like it sets a bar that's so high that for the majority of the population, we're just not going to hit it. And why is that? Well, because we've made that passion to be something that's almost tangible, an object or something that you can hold in your hand, which is exactly the definition of those two things I just said. (laughs) But we've made it something that our happiness is dependent on, right? If you can just acquire it, if you just know what your passion is. Uh, it, then then you can be happy. It's like putting it out there in the future. And I feel like it's created a trajectory for some people that actually ends up hurting them. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Though That's what I'm going to talk about today. And maybe clearing it up, hopefully, being on the side of, I love that you'd be lit up, you feel excited about something, you can talk about something. I know what that feeling is if you ask me about your soul and how amazing it is and how much your humanness is so brave to be here. I get very excited. I get very lit up to the point where sometimes people are looking at me Like, I have no idea what she just said, but she seems happy about it. That could be, I guess, a form of passion. But to me, passion, it's just a word like all the other words. It points to something in the future beyond it, beyond joy and fulfillment. And (laughs) I just think joy is the highest. So... In this very moment, you might feel excited about something, but not necessarily know what your passion is. So the idea of follow your passion, that messaging, and it it tends to have a false promise at the end too, that as soon as you identify this passion and then you follow it, well, your life is just set. 
you are good to go. You will never experience uncertainty or sadness or frustration in your life ever again because you have hit the holy grail. You have gotten the golden ring. You have passed to go, pass go? Yeah, pass go. You can collect your $200. It means you are the special one, right? But I actually feel like passion and if we take that message of what is my passion, what is the thing that lights me up the most, we're actually talking about how do I listen to my knowing, my heart, my intuition, my internal dialogue and the removal of the I must feel this deep passion. I must feel like I don't have to sleep. I don't have to eat. I don't, I can just go, go, go. That's called manic. Um, That's not called passion. So what I'd like to do is maybe bring it down a notch and say, if you feel like you've connected with your passion, fantastic. I'm not here to take it away from anybody. I am here to create what is achievable, what is allowing, what is lining up in agreement with soul and put down a few of the pavers to get there. So most of the time when somebody is saying, I don't know what my passion is, I can't find my passion, there's a disconnect there and maybe not a permission to follow their heart. So if you listen to a previous episode when I talked about being on your path, a lot of it is actually you already have this information inside and maybe what you're looking for is more of an understanding of it, more of a receiving and allowing of it and allowing yourself to be unique, allowing yourself to be different because my my joy and your joy are going to be two different things because we're different people. So this passion idea, maybe we can make it a little bit more attainable, realistic by saying what you're really seeking or striving for there is to feel this, what I call a magnetic pull. It's like, I feel like I have a magnet inside my heart and I feel like there's a magnet somewhere deep in the universe that's saying, come here, Vic, come here, come over here. You're really going to love this. And when I listen to it, it could be, you know, a book I've picked up. It could be the joy on my rabbit's face when I buy his favorite dried flowers. It could be that magnet pulled me to have a conversation with someone that I might never meet again, but the conversation was so lovely that I feel lit up for the rest of the day. So what you're really looking for and can practice receiving is feeling that magnetic pull, feeling drawn to something. And a few examples of what you could practice with first, because you may not know what does light you up. And a lot of the times, I don't think we can know until we're in it. Trust me, there is no freaking way I would have said that needle felting would be a joy of mine and creating little gnomes and characters and pictures and memories and my love blobs (laughs) no way and to the point if somebody who was a even gifted intuitive had said that to me five years ago I would have roared and said that's a very nice 
picture, but that's not happening. And I love it. And it brings me a lot of relaxation, actually. And I love the fact that I totally think I'm going in there to make, you know, maybe a dog and it ends up being a donkey. And I'm like, well, okay, you wanted to be a donkey. Here you go. I wonder if anybody likes donkeys. And then I wait to find out who would really love this thing that I made. And then I gift it to them. And that brings me joy. So when the message of find your passion, which is a good marketing ploy, I'll I'll grant you that. What I believe people are asking for is where's my joy? Where's more happiness? Can I feel less stress? Can I experience relationships that are better? Can I experience less fear and recognize that I'm never going to be fearless because there's it's always going to be a little niggling of that somewhere. And there needs to be because if you're in a dark alley, you need to get the heck out. You know, can you feel the magic that is life and the mystery that is of our souls? The other day, somebody asked me about my beliefs around galactic help. And I was like, listen, I don't know everything. And I'm excited to learn more. And do I think other alien lives are helping us? No, but I think that's because of light year and travel and my nerdy head just gets too involved in that. But do I feel like there's a magic in the universe that we're all contributing to and then that could help us? Oh, you better believe it. So being in flexibility of life and and feeling lit up is what connecting to what I believe that message of follow your passion, identify your passion, know your passion. You may not be able to identify what is joy and happiness until you look at what's making you sad. I mean, there's a real truth in that. So I feel like the messages of follow your passion aren't necessarily bad. I think that it just can distract people because they're looking for that feeling that must be high octane, always on. That must be what passion is. It's not a bad thing. It's just not attainable because to be in that high frequency all the time would fry your motherboard. This isn't about discarding passion because actually intimacy and passion are fantastic ways to clear your chakras. They are a wonderful connection between two beings. They, or more, hey, if that's what floats your boat, it's a feeling of being connected and lit up, but again, not sustainable at in an everyday, all day long kind of thing. And this, so this isn't about throwing out passion. It's about embracing the fact that we can have lit up energy and practicality. And sometimes people are surprised when they come to me for coaching as an intuitive coach, they often think that they're going to get the, a lot of talk about chakras and a lot of talk about the energy fields and a lot of talk about our the beings and the deities and the angels and stuff that's included in there but i am a very practical person i love systems i feel like one of my gifts to the planet is merging these two the ambiguity about energy making it very relative to everybody and making it easily attainable but also bringing the practicality of we have bills like we have 
necessities. Like we have needs as a human in order to <laughs> move forward as a species, but also individual. Like you, have, you better get some water in today. And if you haven't, here's your reminder to go get some water. Did you know that most people work with me as a coach because they want to move forward in their professional lives and then they realize once we start working together that it's a whole person approach and I am going to help them move through their blocks, their fears, some of the trauma they've experienced and to create a much more aligned life. So many times I hear, this is not what I thought I was signing up for. And that's such wonderful feedback to have because if you're signing up and working with a coach and everybody does it the same, are you really being seen as an individual? At Vicki Baird Coaching, I do it all as an individual and I would love to work with you. Go to VickiBaird.com to check it out and see if you'd like to work with me. As our energy shifts and as we raise our vibration of this lovely planet that we're on and the galaxy and the universe and all that, we will be asked to buy our higher selves, buy our soul selves, all the same thing, by the greater good of the humanity that we all contribute to, we will be asked to look for the wisdom inside. We will be asked to guide ourselves back to that knowledge that happens in there, inside of you. And I often believe that when people come to me for coaching, I'm looking for the brilliance in them in order to show them because I really do believe in that message that we all have the answers within and then I've added my own part. We just don't know where we put them. So I, I don't want to make finding your passion out to be a bad thing because I think people can have an argument of either side of everything, but it's already inside you. It's, it's the feelings that tell you if you're in alignment, if you should date that person or if that's the job to take or maybe you don't leave your job that's paying you to just do what you love. I see so much of that. Can it work? Yeah, I did it. I, I mean, I'd be a complete jerk to say it's not possible. Is it stressful? Holy macaroni. Is it stressful? So more and more, I I've come to the understanding that if you really want to feel lit up about who you are and what you're offering the world, you also need stability. So that means that you take the micro movements, you know, I love that statement, micro movements, one step at a time, you're practical, you work with what you have, you can love what you do and you can focus on something that you want to bring the world and then that can return to you an income. But if you're striving for something to be, I want to live my passion, that light's going to go, go out pretty quickly because the passion will keep changing. The, the direction of what you want will keep growing with you. So what if we did this? What if you, here comes the practicality guys. What if you 
had a couple steps that you could follow that could get you a little closer to what you love in life, help you identify that. And then if it becomes something so lit up that you feel like you have to do it, well, then we can talk about the practical steps to do that too. I have an episode coming up on how to run an intuitive business. So (laughs) if you would like to take what you love into the business sense, well, stay tuned. So let's just talk about a few of the steps that are important. So we've already talked about the first one. That's listening to yourself, listening to the innate wisdom that is your soul, that is your calling, that is universe, God, source, messages that are coming from the totality of energy, the label, not so important. It's noticing when you are being pushed or encouraged Some might say nudged, but I don't know about you. I am not really good at listening to a nudge. When it comes to my own stuff, I can feel the subtleties in somebody's body right down to the cellular level. (laughs) But my own stuff, you got to push me over. And actually my main guide does that. If I'm not paying attention, I'll start rocking. And then I'm like, oop. okay. So it takes a little bit more than a nudge, but you can listen and you can listen to those nudges and Follow them, follow the ones that feel lit up. Follow the feeling or the sensation or the knowing or the ringing in your ears or something that feels good. This isn't living so much in the moment that you don't have a plan. It's not about being rash or irrational. It's about blending and merging much like your soul and your human self, your practical mind with your intuitive self. In order to best have your an accurate intuitive self, you have to know what you like. So listening when you're not trying to influence it, right? Like people use pendulums. I have seen people influence pendulums to get the answer they want, not the answer that is in their best interest. If you're in a lower frequency, if you're in an energy that does not feel supportive or you're just cranky. Yesterday I had the cranks so bad. Oh, I had to come home and I grabbed the biggest (laughs) smudge wand I had and I went through this house and I just cleared things out because I was in a mood, like a mood with four O's, not two O's. It was a mood. I knew then I was trying to create templates for newsletters. I was working on a plan for the business for the next six months. And I'm like, you know, you're not putting this energy into your business for the next six months. You're going to get out of it. So I worked out, I smudged, I wrapped Christmas presents. I took some quiet time and shifted that out because I don't change my low moods. I They're there for a reason. They're doing something to help me understand. I roll through them. I allow them to be there without being in charge of me. And yeah, that's challenging sometimes because you have to be, I think, in a place where I'm so trusting of my knowing self that I know I'll get back there. But in this moment, if I'm feeling a little off center, that's okay. It's okay. So that's the practical part, right? There was nothing I was going to contribute (laughs) in a creative sense or in a business plan sense, but I still moved my body and I don't like to wrap presents. So my intention this year was the few that will be exchanged because I'm doing experiences with people and time with people this year. They will be wrapped two weeks before. So then those micro movements, 
get connected in with the feeling, understand and start following what feels right to you. And that might be challenging because it might not feel right to other people, but we talk, we're talking about you connecting with you. Starting in those micro movements, what is a tiny step that I can take towards what I'm feeling pulled to do? Can I research something? Can I ask a mentor? Do I need more information about the process of starting a business or learning how to volunteer, you know, who to contact? Because if you try to jump and you do too much, it's like when somebody says, I'm going to work seven out seven days a week. I'm like, no, you're not. Go to the other end of that spectrum. What's your lowest number? And other than zero. And usually it's about two. And I'm like, that. let's let's take that. Because you want to go in at success, with success. Like you want to know that you're going to be able to attain it. And then you build on that and you can work up to it. You still need to have a rest day in there. A rest day doesn't mean you have to sit on your butt. You can go for a walk. If you take on too much, you might feel less than. You might feel inadequate. You might feel like you failed. And it's not smart to start out that way if you want to connect in with yourself and what feels lit up and absolutely identifying what a passion might be. Because you have to work with what you have. (laughs) You can't jump immediately to that place that your future self might be living. You have to get there incrementally. And if you do jump too big and it doesn't work out, just take a break. Just, Just pause. But then decide to do it, like with the working out, right? It might be two days a week. Start it now. No procrastination. Procrastination just means you don't have a plan. So if you're procrastinating on something, get a plan going. Get that first step. Don't jump to six, seven, eight. First step. You might be starting, well, I'm not going to call it might. You will be starting before you feel ready. But there's magic in that. There's joy in that. And it can be confusing to say, okay, don't push it, don't force it, wait for a clear space and start right now. Well, there's balance, right? Waiting, if you're in a mood, you're just going to save energy. I wouldn't have gotten anywhere when I was in my mood if I tried to do things. And that was obvious because nothing was working technologically and I was just frustrated. So it's, it will save energy, but you do have to start before you feel ready because we have a tendency to think we need to learn more, do more when I figure that out, when I'm, you know, that act of perfectionism, right? When I get to this place, then I'll be happy. No, start now. And you'll never know everything. And there's a beauty in that. So if you start and you start small, you build on that. And then you have room to go, right? You have room to grow and you have room to go. And you can start to feel confident about what you've already learned and then expand upon that. And then once you take action, you'll know. You'll know whether it feels right or not because you've already practiced listening to yourself. See how these works in steps you know, they build on each other and it's challenging yourself and whatever the critic might be saying or the negative thought patterns. When you challenge that because you've started, you got clear first and you didn't force it, but then you did start something (laughs) and you started small enough that you build on it. And if you don't know what you like, experiment, try different things practice one form of martial arts, move on to a next. 
it's, it's like picking a therapist, right? If it doesn't click with you first, get up off that couch and go find a different one. Do not stay with someone simply because you've already done the research or they got you in. It has to be a fit. So start experimenting. It's like a buffet. Take a little bit of, take a little bit of time doing a little bit of everything. And that might sound like attention diversity, but when done in a way that you are creating a feedback loop where you're feeling, did that work or did that not work? You're, you are going to build the infrastructure of your brain to then start identifying, oh, that's what I like, that's what I don't like. So I get many, many requests every week to come on this podcast because you got, you listeners are amazing and you're leaving reviews and, um, you are hitting that like and star and all that kind of stuff. So it ranks pretty high in, on some of the subject matters that I have it listed for. So there's these listings, right? That people will send you because they want to be on your podcast because then your podcast obviously builds their platform and, or can help to build their platform. And I get these requests and I'm grateful that I've spent the time to really like nail down what I know and what I don't know, because just by reading the email, I'm like, nope, yup, nope, yup, no way in heck. Ooh, that person feels so fascinating, so interesting. I can't wait to have them on. And then figuring out what works for me and getting clear on that, because I had to get clear. I wanted to have everybody on because I just wanted to help everybody. Well, you know what? If there's no reciprocation, I have no interest anymore because we are in this world to exchange energy, to be of energy. And while I want to help, I'm not doing handouts. So there is a, I must feel drawn to the person's energy in order to spend an hour with them and in order to Podcasting is not free. It seems free, but it's not. In order to pay the team to get it created, to promote this other being. I'm happy to do that when there's an energy connection. When there's not, I'm phoning it in. And I admittedly phoned it in on a couple. And I feel like, you know, that example of how much time it saves me by simply scanning the email and I used to feel bad. I used to feel like, oh, they're going to feel rejected. Okay, you are adults. It's not up to me. And this whole process, just so you know, is an ongoing process of recognizing what resonates for you, what resonates to you and with you and what doesn't. Because as you grow and change, I'm going to say this about a million more times on this podcast, as you, not this particular one, don't worry, but as you grow and change, your lineup will change, where you connect with someone will change and what you like will change. So you don't have to figure it all out at once. It, it can seem like a good plan or logical to figure things out, but that gets in the way of understanding what works for you. Like that will get in the way of you really honing in on your own abilities and your skill sets. Because if your brain figures it out, it didn't leave any room for your intuitive self. And it often gets in the way of the answer. And, you know, that's a, often why people come to me. They're like, I've tried everything. And then when I look at the situation intuitively, I'm like, I'll suggest something. And they're like, 
what? (laughs) Well, I'm not in there trying to figure out the answer. I'm here wanting to help you to feel most aligned with you. And I wonder if you considered this is why you're feeling blocked. And like I said before, everybody's got the brilliance in them. They just didn't know where they put it. So sometimes when I'm reading for someone, I'll go in, I'll see what the block really is. And because I can put words to it and it might be, and usually is something completely different than what they were thinking it was because they were trying to think their way out of something. And we are feeling beings first and then our brain comes online. So you may think that you have to figure out what you like or what is your passion if you're going to use that word or what is your alignment, but you don't have to. It will reveal itself to you if you just take some of these steps, okay? If you pay attention to where you're being pulled, you pay attention to the literal signs that happen. And if you get good with (laughs) not really knowing where you're going, but trusting that you have the skill sets to lead you yourself, oh, you will do brilliantly. And it is the blending of the practicality. So will you have to put some steps down and take them eventually if you decide to follow your passion into a business sense? Yeah, you will. But first we gotta get you there, right? So as you go along, and I've said this before, but I just wanna reiterate it, it will keep adjusting. When you're living a life that is connected and lit up and interesting and fascinating and full of joy and connective, where you are taking action in your own health, you will have to keep tweaking and adjusting and taking in the information and shifting and pivoting and correcting course and admitting that you're, you know what you like, but you're not really feeling all lit up about it today. You might have to admit that. Tiny steps, just keep taking the tiny steps. And if you're someone like myself that has a lot of ideas that flow through, I highly recommend a planner. I use the, hang on, I gotta turn it over, the Smart Planner, and it's smartplanner.pro. And I love this thing because it's got everything for me. It's got goals in there. It's got my gratitudes for the day. What habits do I wanna create? There's room to write other notes. There's plenty of pages at the back where I literally have my list for the next 22 podcasts. (laughs) Not counting those spontaneous ones that will show up and then I'll just get on and record. But if you have, if you're someone like myself where the ideas pop up or I'll say something to someone and they're like, that's a podcast, Vic, and I have to write that down. Get yourself one book, one book, not five different planners for five different areas of your life. One idea book. Doesn't matter, it doesn't have to be fancy. Hand write this. It's okay to throw it in your phone, obviously, if you're someone who's more technologically happy. But when you handwrite something, you get it into this realm. So consider that. Have a place to put it record a voice memo, start a tiny project, start something to begin going. Because once you start opening up to your own vibration and your knowing, you will start having the downloads, the intuitive downloads that say, this is a wonderful idea and you are absolutely going to do this and you have to get started on it right now. Don't sleep. No, 
write it down. Just write it down and create a list and trust that you have something to offer, but I want you to offer it to yourself first and to recognize that you're looking for a lit up experience. You are looking for that life that feels like you feel blessed to be in it. And if you strive for that, that feeling of lit up, engaged, connected, and yes, even passion will be present. Thank you so much for joining me. I will see you in the next episode. Hit me up on all the social medias and uh, connect through vicky at vickybear.com or send me carrier pigeon. Um, make sure you have the directions of where it goes back to or it's trained to return home. And any way that you'd like to connect, please uh, subscribe and leave a review and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at vickibaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.